trivia, discussions, opinions, and the chance to have your say. Welcome to the Topical Resort.
another week of business as usual here at the Top of the Resort. What you just heard there was from Top Skater, and that was a brilliant track by Pennywise. That was Searching. And before that, from Crazy Taxi, specifically from The Offspring, that was Way Down the Line. And yes, with that, welcome to the Top of the Resort. As you can no doubt tell by that music selection or the fact that I told you last week, we are focusing on a genre which doesn't really ever get covered in the Sega universe. We are going to be talking about punk music. Now, we've got some brilliant soundtracks coming up tonight, like those two. We also have the rest of the Crazy Taxi series. We have the brilliant and also unreleased Propeller Arena, as well as, hopefully, quite a few uh, quite a few independent random tracks to come up. Sadly, I wanted to include the sequel to Top Skater, however, I couldn't find the soundtrack for it anywhere, and we don't have it on Radio Sega, so that's sad. It had more music from Pennywise, but hey... What can you do? We still have some great tracks coming up there, and we've still got plenty where that came from, so stay tuned, and as always, be sure to request. Speaking of which, if you'd like to request, there's only one place you can do that, and that is also the place that you can conveniently chat with us, and that is at radiose.jf forward slash discord. For those of you who know Discord, you know what to do. Just put the link into your client. If you don't know what to do, uh, open up Disc- or search Discord on Google on your browser, uh, download... Or either download it or just open it up in your browser, create a nickname, add our link into the server invite section, and there you go, you are currently chatting on Discord. And currently we have a whole host of people, we have Kefki, we have Jstar Max, we have James64326, we have myself, we have BrickGamer98, we have Twinny, we have Rexy, and we have Shadixcroft apparently. So all those, pe- all those people there, if you're lurking, hello to you, if you're listening on the podcast, hello to you. Yeah, that's that's a creepy hello there, Jamie. Hi, hi there, hi there, Jamie. Uh, Kefki says, I think I prefer a post-punk or new wave episode, TBH, but this one should be good too. I mean, if you could find me enough music to cover those episodes, then I- I'm all ears. I would love to cover so many genres on this show, but can we justify having enough, <laughs> having enough tracks to uh, you know do a show on some of those genres? But if you can, let me know. Speaking of which, if you ever want to submit a topic for me to discuss, radiosc.gf forward slash topical resort is where you need to go. We've currently done a ton of suggested topics, and there's no intention on slowing down, however, for the rest of this month and next month we won't be doing any, but just stay tuned if you if there's one that you would like to see covered. Jstar Max says, punk music, <laughs> punk music playing made me woke this dead of night. That's true. Turn the volume up. Get as woke as possible, but uh, more importantly, put the damn kids to bed because the music tonight is not appropriate for them, as you heard just now. We've uh, already had quite a lot of F-words and it's only 10 minutes into the show, so yeah, maybe put your kids to sleep because this one is not going to be appropriate for them and the podcast will be labelled as appropriate. So, uh, Gamer says, who here chose this over Pokemon? Let's go. Yeah, uh, I did. So there's a funny story behind that. If you've been paying attention to our Discord server this week, you would know that I've been adamant. Guys, I'm not getting Pokemon Let's Go, so please stop asking me if I'm getting the new Pokemon, because I'm not. Never bought a Pokemon in my life. Only played it once on a flashcard, never was too interested then. Um, But strangely, I've always enjoyed watching it. I've just never enjoyed playing it. But I was watching some footage of Pokemon Let's Go, and I was like... Yeah, this actually looks really fun. I I sort of 
would maybe want to get my hands on this, but it's £50, and I, I can't be bothered to pay £50, so... I, look, I looked around for a bit, shopped around for those deals, and it was £42 in Argos, so I'm like, oh, I have £45 in my account, so... I did it, and now I, now I am officially an Eevee fanboy, let's just say. I did not go with Pikachu. We're not. We're not about that life, we're about the Eevee life. <laughs> the entire squad got Eevee, therefore, you know, you have to, uh, you have to stick with the squad in this case. But no, I prefer Eevee as a character, honestly, but there we go. But yeah, that's, that's slightly, that's slightly on the cute side. Let's get back to the edgy side. Let's get in some more top skater. And this, this right here, this is what you do with it. When we come back, we'll be discussing the history of some of the games tonight. But for now, enjoy the music. Too much time in the sabers, gotta get out. And then the night feeling, I gotta get away. Too many thoughts in which place I finally had it. Dream I take it to a secret place to fly away. It's what you do with it. It's what you wear it for. And when you find it, a place where no one has been before. I know I gotta listen to my mind. Because it happens to me, I'm sure it happens to you sometimes. But I bitch the door where nobody knows. You listen to yourself sometimes I'm sure it happens to you I know it happens to me sometimes But I pitch the door Well, nobody knows Nobody knows Gone without a trace I'd like to have it Taking only with me The dreams of yesterday And my best friends With whom I'll share this journey I'm metal back to back Cause we're leaving here today Do 
Up next, Request Resort. Send your request relating to the topic of the episode in a tweet to at Radio Sega or the Green Viper 8. Or send it in a Discord DM to Green Viper 8 through our Discord server at radiose.ga forward slash Discord. Hasty History. Ah, ah, welcome back to the Topical Resort right here on Radio Sega. I can't scream as passionately as I apparently wanted to. What you just heard there was a track from Propeller Arena, and that was Angel High. And if you have no clue what Propeller Arena is, well, stop asking because I'm about to tell you. But before I tell you, from Top Skater, that was It's What You Do With It. we still got a few more Top Skater tracks, but I, I wanted to avoid spamming you with them, even if it is probably my absolute favourite soundtrack of the night right here, but... Yeah, I wanted to put in quite a lot of them because we really didn't get the opportunity to that much on this show. It's not one of those games that regularly appears on the request list, but still, meh, whatever. But yes, coming up now we have the hasty history segment, but before that, I'm sure you guys are going to flood me with requests because Twenty's going to do his thing and request after the jingle plays just to make sure that I have as little time as possible to prepare his requests. So there's that, but first of all, let's get into the hasty history segment as originally advertised. So I'm going to be going through the history of Propeller Arena, because I think it has quite an interesting history, even if you've probably heard it before. So Propeller Arena was a cancelled Dreamcast game, and it was due to be released on September 19th, 2001. Originally, ti- It was originally titled Propeller Head Online, however this name was, for some reason, changed around August of 2001. Uh, the, game, the game was developed by the legendary Sega AM2 and directed by Yu Suzuki and fully finished at the time of its cancellation. As you can probably guess by the dates mentioned so far, the game was cancelled due to the September 11th attacks on the World Trade Center. The entire game struck fairly close to home with a lot of the imagery, however the city level and box art were considered to be particularly striking. The game had low predicted sales as it was, and due to how late in the life of the Dreamcast it was released, so there wasn't really a whole lot of remorse in delaying the game. The game featured a, featured a mix of in-house and outsourced music, all in the punk rock genre. Interestingly, some of the in-house tracks were reused and remixed for 2060's Virtual Tennis 3. The game was leaked to the internet in 2004 in the form of a CDI image, allow- allowing all to play through the use of disc burning. Despite the high marketability, the game was never actually re-released on download services such as XBLA or PSN, meaning the only way to play it after all these years after the atrocity passed is to burn it onto a disc. And Nintendo says that's destroying the games industry. Ha ha ha. So there we go, that is the History of Propeller Arena. Know any like little cool tidbits that you want to tell me, be sure to drop them down on on Discord. Or I should also say, if you don't like using Discord, that is completely fine, because we do actually have a Twitter feed, at Radio Sega, at Topical Resort, at the Green Vibrate, or use the hashtag Topical Resort. Or if, if you prefer IRC, you know where to go at this point, I don't need to tell you. But if you don't prefer IRC, um, well, all those other places right there. Yes, that is the hazy history of Propeller Arena. Let's see what you guys have been saying down in the chat. Yeah, it's about what I expected. It's current game talk, because Spyro 2 just came out this week as well. I was going to buy Spyro, but I'm sorry, nah. I've never felt Spyro, which will trigger some people. I know it will especially trigger Electric Boogaloo, because he's 
<laughs> he's a huge Spyro fan who likes to try and make me play the games, but I've just it's just never interested me as a series. It's just not my cup of tea. I don't know what it is. It's just too collectathony. Like there's just too much stuff to collect in that vein. But yeah, um, so there's that, and then there's also uh, I don't know the fact that. I have better things to spend my money on this week, like Pokemon, which I didn't know I was going to buy until this morning. But, uh, it's one of those things where I can almost see it going on sale next week, so if it does, I mean, maybe, but I'm much more interested in Crash as a series than I am Spyro, which I know some people really don't like, but hey, it's my opinion, I can do what I want. I will say that I'd rather play the first two games than the third game, which sucks, as the third game was actually handled by uh, was handled by Sansaru, the guys who did the Sonic Boom games, not the Wii U one. They did the 3DS ones. But yeah, no, those guys are really cool. So, but I mean, it's Spyro 3, Spyro 3, in my opinion. Like the other games just aren't to my taste. They're fine as games. Spyro 3, though, just oh uh, no, no, there's just too much, too much padding in that game. Uh, Reignited in Japan would be an interesting case, says Rexes. They never got to play a localized version of Spyro 3. That's probably because all the Japanese versions of Spyro sucked. Yeah, um, if you haven't seen the differences, look them up. The Japanese version is atrocious. Uh, Brick Gamer says, Let's Go is really the best star because of how streamlined it is. Shame you got Eevee. Yeah, but you, you can say this, but meanwhile I'll be sitting here with my OP starter Eevee. Or <laughs> you play as Pikachu. Or apparently, maybe Pikachu's OP. I heard, I heard Eevee in particular though was a bit too overpowered. <laughs> Needs nerfing in the next patch. This is Smash all over again. But yeah, that's that. Uh, okay, twenty cent in his request. But if you still have any requests, you know where to send them because you just heard them on that jingle. But if you don't, the easiest way to request is uh, private messaging me on Discord or sending them to me on Twitter, as that's where I'm most likely to see them. But, um, you can still send them in the other places anyway, it's not an issue. But, we coming up we have a bunch of requests. A lot of them are from games that we've already heard, and by that I mean two of them are. So we have two tracks from Propeller Arena, two tracks from Crazy Taxi City Rush, the, the quite frankly crappy Endless Runner mobile game, and we have one from Crazy Taxi Fair Wars, a actually pretty good game. I think. Yeah, no, it is. That's the PSP one. Yeah, that's a good game. I quite like that version. Minus the fact that it doesn't obviously have offspring and bad religion, but still. Uh, Twenty says Propeller Arena isn't isn't the only video game cancelled or changed due to 9/11. Surely, no. There's quite a lot of them. In fact, there's a list of them on Wikipedia. Games affected by yeah, look, it's the second thing that comes up. Games affected by 9/11. Let's just read this up quickly. I'm quite interested in this. Uh, list of media, where's video games, there we go. So Grand Theft Auto, Auto 3 was delayed by a month to make last minute changes. Metal Gear Solid 2, uh, there was a level with terrorists in New York City that had to be changed. Microsoft removed the World Trade Center from Microsoft Flight Simulator. The 2000 game Command & Conquer Red Alert 2 had an alternate version of history where the Soviet Union launches an invasion of the United States. That was cancelled. Then we have Propeller Arena. 
Twisted Metal Black had the European version's first level altered uh, because you could shoot down a Boeing 747 that would crash into a building. Mobile Suit Gundam had to be uh, delayed due to the opening sequence where a space colony was dropped on a city that resembles New York. Ah, another Sega game that was actually affected by 9-11. Shinobi had a scene in which the main character jumps out of a helicopter and sticks his sword into the side of a skyscraper to slow his fall. When the character hits the ground, the building was supposed to shatter. This scene was removed. We had Siphon Filter 3. We had Spider-Man 2 Enter Electro. This is uh, one that people will probably be more interested in. Final level was changed. Originally, they were on the top of the World Trade Center. This was then changed to be a generic skyscraper. Oh no, wait, there's a third game. There was a re-release of... Or a third Sega game. There was a re-release of Gunblade NY on the Wii that had to remove the Twin Towers due to... Uh, even though it was released in 2010, because, well, it was in 2005, so it was a bit insensitive to put it in there. And there was SimCity, which had a plane crash disaster, and the sixth mission of Ace Combat 4. So there we go, that was all the video games that were technically affected directly by 9-11. In general, I think it's quite an interesting topic, those media that was affected. It sounds bad, but media that was affected by tragedies is quite interesting. Because, yeah, obviously we should change all this stuff when there's tragedies. We shouldn't leave this stuff in, it's, it's rather insensitive. It's like, um... The US version of House of the Dead 2, this is an interesting one, the US version of House of the Dead 2 specifically blocks out the Sega light guns because they didn't release them in America. So the story was, uh, rather tragically, Columbine happened in 1999 just before the release of House of the Dead 2. So Sega cancelled releasing their own official light gun and instead Mad, gun, well, Mad Cats released their own light gun which came bundled with the game. But if you imported the Sega light gun from America or Japan, it purposely blocked it out in the US version. So that's another Sega game that was affected by tragedy. But yeah, I think that's an interesting subject. But obviously nothing that I would ever do an episode about. But I think, yeah, as a small little tidbit of trivia, it's interesting. According to Shadowcroft, the, there was an ISO of that Spider-Man game released with the original content intact. Huh. Uh, Brick Gamer says, I like City Rush, Rush, as in the Crazy Taxi game. First, you blank on my starter, now this. Look, Crazy Taxi, actually no, it's okay. It's, it's less it's less free to play than most Endless Runners, actually. I think my issue with it was just always, uh, it just wasn't particularly, it didn't particularly hold my attention. But even then, like, Sonic Dash didn't really hold my attention that much, but it did more than Crazy Taxi. I guess now that I'm a bit more of a fan of Crazy Taxi, whereas I was just sort of like new of the game when it first came out, I should try it again. And I think it's been patched into Oblivion now, so it's probably a lot better. But that's, that was just my experience with it. I really like the soundtrack though, which is why we have some requests coming up of the soundtrack. Wow, but first of all, let's get into a request from Propeller Arena, and this was requested by good old Electric Boogaloo. And speaking of good old, it's time for some good time wings and when we come back we'll be rambling the same as we always do on this show no different no difference because this is Topical Resort right here on Radio Sega Request Resort 
so much crazy taxi here help me
and two and three and four and one and two and three and four and one and two and three and four and.
brilliant tune there from Crazy Taxi City Rush and by Real Friends. That was Cover You Up, requested by Britwaller9898, whatever. That, that, that is an absolute tune. That's why I had to say that to last. But before that was my own request from Propeller Arena. That was Fighter Flyer. Before that, from Crazy Taxi 1, that was All I Want by The Offspring, and that was requested by Veritex, because it was all he wanted at the time. Some people asking why that wasn't in the set list in the first place, and the simple reason is, I mean, like, come on, that, that, when, when you think, when you think of punk music in Sega games, that's the one track, everyone knows it. Let's try and maybe play something different, but yeah, if it was requested, I was obviously going to play it. For that from Crazy Taxi 2, that was Walla Walla. That was also by The Offspring, and that was requested by Twinny. After that, oh, sorry, before that, from Crazy Taxi Fair Wars, that was Your Mouth is a Guillotine, which we all agreed sounds like it belongs in Burnout, not in Crazy Taxi, but either way, that was requested by J-Star Max. For that from Crazy Taxi Fair Wars, once again, that was Orange Wednesday, a station classic requested by Doom Girl. That was obviously going to be on there somewhere as well, so I, I didn't even bother putting that in the main playlist, because I mean, come on, someone was going to request it. Before that, from City Rush, that was Things I Can't Change by The Story So Far. And that was requested by Callum, and he requested that all the way back at episode one of this season, but I remembered that he requested it at the last minute, so I threw that one in there, because I really like that track. So that was by Callum, and before that from Propeller Arena, that was Good Time Wings. There's, there's some good wings, some good chicken wings, and that was requested by Electric Boogaloo. And so far, all the Propeller Arena music that we played is all the in-house stuff. However, we still have we still have all the license we still have some licensed tracks to come up during the show. So keep your ears out for those. But in the meantime, let, let's let's get on to the part where we ramble and talk about the games that are a part of tonight's topic and well if you've if you've been looking at the chat room brick gamer he's, he's been roasting me and i can't handle this so in response because apparently i talk too much during the segment i i don't the, the sarcasm was on another level apparently i don't ramble and i wouldn't ever spend half an hour talking during this segment and then have to repeat the talk bed so in retaliation because the whole the whole point of punk music is to rebel. So I'm going to rebel against Britwaller98. And I'm going to sum up each of these games in ten words or less. So first up here is the original Crazy Taxi. And I'm just going to simply sum this up as classic for a reason. There we go. Only four words so far there. Crazy Taxi, classic for a reason brilliant soundtrack that's all I have to say Crazy Taxi Xbox 360 stretched video display so that's three uh, NAF soundtrack but not really that bad that's ten words so stretched video display NAF soundtrack but not really that bad is how I would, how I would describe the 360 version of Crazy Taxi what about Crazy Taxi 2 Jump isn't necessary, however, adds more depth to gameplay. If you counted gameplay as two separate words, that'd be ten. So, jump not necessary, but adds extra depth to gameplay. Crazy Taxi 3. How will we describe Crazy Taxi 3? It's a bit naff. Crazy Taxi Online would have been better. 
It's a bit naff. Crazy Taxi 3 would have been better. Oh, sorry, not Crazy Taxi 3. Crazy Taxi Online would have been better. Crazy Taxi Fair Wars. Pretty good port. Uh, good, pretty good port. Good soundtrack. Not as good. Uh, pretty, pretty good port. Okay soundtrack. Not as good as originals. There we go. That's how I'd put that. I, I can't remember it now. <laughs> God damn it. So it was pretty good port, okay soundtrack. Uh, not as good as originals. Propeller Arena didn't deserve to be cancelled. Fun arcade styled Dreamcast title. So it didn't deserve to be cancelled. Fun arcade style Dreamcast title. And we got Top Skater. Pretty forgettable peripheral based game saved by amazing pretty great pretty forgettable peripheral based game uh, somewhat saved by amazing soundtrack <laughs> there we go that that that's that. That's all the games that we have to talk about tonight. Yay, I did it. We saved the world. Putting the haste in hasty history. This is not hasty or history related. I'm just... I'm just not... I'm just speaking concisely, goddammit. BritWaller98 says, Rebelling would mean you would, you would ramble not do the thing I was roasting you about not doing. Right, you know what? I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to rebel, so I'm going to turn off... I'm going to turn off my microphone for the rest of this segment. Some lovely intermittent music while I sit on the naughty step there, but uh, I, any longer than that and the gag will get old, so it's about time it moved on. Mm, we're not really too early, I think. I think we can still move on with the show, so... Why do we get in some license? Or I, I, Yeah, obviously it's license, sorry. Why don't we get into some music, or some one-off tracks, is what I'm trying to say here. So these are tracks that were featured in games that have punk styling or are just plain, plain punk music. However, the entire soundtrack w was not revolving around this genre. So in this case, we have one track from Jet Set Radio, one track from Sonic Adventure 2. I'm not entirely sure if this counts, but it's from a band that is majorly known for their punk works. One from Sonic 06. But coming up first, we have the Jet Set Radio one. This one, Rexy told me this counts. So if you think this isn't a punk track, you, you can you can go after Rexy 9 p.m. on a Friday with Sega Mix Drive. So yeah, that's what you direct your hate to at Freak Rexy on Twitter or just Rexy on Discord. Send us some hate mail if you think this is wrong because uh, because this is all her fault. Anyway, enjoy. <laughs>
You make your decision. Good luck! Topical Resort, only on Radio Sega.
topical thesis. Yeah, you heard what to do. You heard what crazy Rexy said. Even more crazy than normal Rexy. Okay, let's be fair. So, uh, yeah, visit radiosc.gf forward slash SMD summer. Now, it's important that I emphasise to you that the link is radiosc.gf forward slash SMD summer because surely Rexy wouldn't flub that and put the wrong link in the promo. No, she, she would never do that. So, radiosc.gf forward slash SMD summer is where you can vote. You have one hour left. Pick your favourite remixes of summer 2018, because just w- even just one vote could drastically shift around the positions of a track. So, if you're if you have any interest in remix and or if you have any interest in remixes and you want to help out the station with this year's fan choice fan choice remixes as well as your eventually your fan choice song, if you want to help out with either of them, we'll start off by picking which tracks will be in the final vote right now by visiting radiosc.ga forward slash smdsummer. But we also did play some music in that block. We played you a track from Sonic Adventure 2, and you can also send Rex your hate mail about this. That was Won't Stop, Just Go, Fort for Green Forest, because she said that, that one was punk, which I agreed with. That's true. For that, from Sonic 2006, that was the Zebrahead version of His World, and I know it should be Zebrahead, because I'm, I'm English, but... Zebrahead just flows better in this case, I think, and that's how they originally intended it to be said, so that's how we're gonna do it. But yeah, I, I forgot that version actually existed until halfway through the first song of the block. I was gonna play the uh, in-game version, the, the vocal theme that appears within the game, but then I remembered, oh yeah, there's the actual Zebrahead version, which they, they did instead of the Sega Sound Team did, that's actually a punk song, so let's play that one instead. Yeah, that's a really good track. As I said, as, as I said in the chat room, not sure if I like it as much as the in-game version because I, I really like the in-game version. It's one of my favourite vocal themes from the series, but that one is so good. But I don't know if I like it as much. For that, from Jet Set Radio, that was about the city. It's a punk song according to Rexy. So once again, you know where the hate mail lives. And yeah, so that's that. And now we are back here. At the relaxing resort, as it's time for another, another cruel angels topical thesis. So, for those who don't know what the topical thesis is, it's where I give you my three points for my three points against, and then I come to a justified conclusion based on whether I agree or disagree with a statement I've come up with or I've heard from around the Sega community. And today's topical thesis is: Is Crazy Taxi too much of a product of its time to make a full return? So, as you know. It's time for my three points as to why I think, yeah, I don't think it's going to make a full return. It's too much of a product of its time. So for starters, there's just too many licensed products to be in a title today. Most games now don't even have licensed music because they fear that one day, especially in an age where we rely so much on digital distribution, most games don't dare put in anything licensed because they don't want the game be pulled from online marketplaces after a certain time because obviously that's such a large chunk of sales that um, once it's pulled from the digital marketplace then well they're just gonna lose a ton of money so most games don't even bother with licensed music let alone even products which Crazy Taxi has a lot of it has a bunch of um, it has like 
licensed locations, but I think there's some other stuff, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. But either way, yeah, there's like licensed locations in Crazy Taxi on top of the music, which I don't own the rights to fully. So, yeah, maybe, maybe it wouldn't fly in today's market for a Crazy Taxi or a new title in the series. Another big feature of the game is the soundtrack, but punk as a genre isn't as popular as it was in the heyday of the 90s. We've been saying, we've been making the meme in the chat room all night of punk isn't dead, and while that might be true, it's certainly not really alive either. It's when's the last time you heard anything punk on a station that wasn't dedicated to it? That was probably a very long time ago. And that's because it's just not really that popular of a genre because, hey, we don't like anti-disestablishmentarianism nowadays because because uh, we're actually worried that, um, I don't know, we're actually worried that <laughs> we have the power to do some of this stuff, really. I don't know how to describe it. It's like, um, <laughs> I think, honestly, like, the reason a lot of punk stuff isn't played nowadays is because because of the anti-disestablishmentarianism. Thing where well they're worried that if people listen to this they're gonna go yeah screw the government and um, obviously with the government being as shaky as it is at the moment you know here in the UK we've got a uh, the absolute Brexit shambles we're not gonna go into that but if you've been watching the news this week oh boy it's it's been fun grab the popcorn grab the tea and if you've been in America well you know what happens in America you know the shambles that's over there as well even whether you like or dislike the president it's not exactly going well either way I think but yeah I think they're worried that uh, if people listen to this sort of music that's like screw society I think they're gonna panic that people are actually gonna start hating society which yeah a bit late for that one but oh well aside from that we also have the fact of Crazy Taxi has tried to make a comeback a few times but it just lacks the edge and charisma of the original games. Now, this isn't going to be a dig at City Rush, uh, Brick Gamer, don't worry, but I think even with City Rush, it's like a good game and the soundtrack's nice, but it just doesn't have the same edge that the original Crazy Taxi had. It feels a lot more, like, soft in comparison. And even Gazillionaire, I heard that was a pretty good game, but I have the same complaint. It feels a lot more soft than Crazy Taxi 1 did. And same with 2 and 3, really. They just weren't as, like, edgy hardcore. And, you know, edgy nowadays is, like, associated with, like, katana-wielding weeaboos. But, uh, I, I mean, in sort of, like, the uh, the 90s sense of edgy, it's just not the same. Well, these these games that have been released since Crazy Taxi 1 just aren't the same as the first one in the uh, edge department. So, yeah, I think they've tried to do this before. Yeah, they've tried to do this before. Sorry, people keep messaging me. They, they've tried to reboot the series before, and it just hasn't really worked. So, could they do it again? And actually strike... Strike... Correctly this time? That's the issue. I don't really know if they could. But however, let's come to our three points against as to why I think Crazy Taxi could well make a full return. So the tropes which make Crazy Taxi stand out stand out are uncommon today, but there is still room for a game with 90s styling on the market. Crazy Taxi, just not a lot of games like it nowadays, and that could be played to its advantage because 
We live in such an era, like, we live in a society, someone was going to make that joke, especially considering, you know, Pennywise, but we live in, like, a society nowadays where 90s nostalgia is rampant because, well, the people who grew up in the 90s are now almost sort of, some of them are almost getting to the age where they're now having kids of their own and they're getting nostalgic for the times they grew up in. Which, you know, yeah, that's understandable, but uh, that means we've, 90s nostalgia has been, like, high for, like, the past 10 years. So we now pretty much live in an age where there is a gap in the market for an ultra, like, edgy 90s game. And Crazy Taxi, it's already a well-known and built-up brand. So I think, in a sense, it makes sense for Crazy Taxi to make a comeback because there's just such an audience of people who would be willing to give it another shot. Most games in the series are quite rough, minus the first, or have their own issues, really minus the first, but there's nothing stopping them making a game of the same quality again. I've mentioned before that I'm not the biggest fan of Crazy Taxi 2 and 3, even if there's not technically anything wrong with them, but there's nothing stopping them making a game as great as the first again, just because they haven't been able to for the past few times, that doesn't mean they'll never be able to do it again. So, yeah, I have hope that Crazy Taxi could make a full return in that sense. And there's there's just simply no other games like Crazy Taxi that have come out since, so there's they could just corner the market. Even so, I, I mentioned this point before, but even if they brought out like a Crazy Taxi style game nowadays, there's already the brand recognition there, and there's already the brand recognition of the musical artists involved. To where even if there was competition in this '90s nostalgic driving, picking up chicks game, this very niche industry, even if there was competition, well, Crazy Taxi is already well known, so it could just shrug off the competition, surely. So in that sense, yeah, it could be ready to make a full comeback. So what's my conclusion? Did the three points for vastly outweigh the points against, or did the points against topple over and crumble on? The points for let's let's find out my conclusion. Let's just get on with it. So, in conclusion, I believe that there is room for the return of Crazy Taxi. Later games in the series might not have been as good as the original, and the spin-offs may have been somewhat offbeat. But I believe that the simplistic yet in-your-face gameplay style and the styling of the first game could still work in the market today, especially when 90s nostalgia is rampant within our society. So yes, I would like to see a Crazy Taxi return, and I definitely think there's still a place for it, and there's still room for it. What's your opinion on that opinion? You have many different places where you can get in your opinion. You can get it in through Twitter, at Radio Sega, at Top Resort, at the Green Viper. You can get it in through Discord, RadioSC.com forward slash Discord. You can get it in through Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash Radio Sega. You can get it in through an email, docresort gmail.com, or you can get it in through a Radio Sega private message on the forums. I'm Green Viper 8 over there, all those places. You can get in your opinion. Did you understand a word of that? No, but I've plugged those places enough now to where you probably know what they are. Uh, Electric Boogaloo has posted a really nice gif down in Discord of the original Crazy Taxi with Tower Records, KFC, and a bunch of people standing outside Tower Records. Uh, what else have people been saying in the chat room? Trini says, yes, our country is going in shambles, even more as it is controlled by a lying cheese puff dumbass. Thanks for reminding me. As I said, I I, uh, I, I talked about I talked about UK politics. It's not much better over here. Trust me. Trust me. 
someone else posted uh, something that they said. Okay, uh, thankful Sega Nut says, personally, as far as any Sega franchise goes, honestly, my opinion is this, and then he posted a meme that he created, which is, we want this, which is a bunch of Sega franchises, not this, which is a picture of Sonic the Hedgehog. It's a phrase that's been said a million times, so yeah, Sega Nut would like to see a return of Crazy Taxi, but does he think it's commercially viable? That's the question that I, I actually asked. <laughs> it's a joke, it's a joke. Uh, we had Brit Gamer who said... I don't think Crazy Taxi will make a full return, not because of the music, brackets, enough people will be feeling nostalgic about punk. I myself like it because of Need for Speed Underground 2 and Burn, Burnout 3 Takedown, but because a game of that style wouldn't warrant a full return to today's standards. I do think it would work as a budget download only game, about £15, or a mobile game like they currently do with City Rush. Also, retro revivals are currently working for Sega, brackets, Sonic Mania and Streets of Rage 4. I pretty much agree with that, yeah, that's. I brought up a lot of points I didn't even think about, but actually I agree with, so... Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with the Brute Gamer's opinion on that one. I, it's, it's a correct opinion. You, you win today's topical thesis. Uh, down in the chat room, we also have Rapid Run who just joined us, so hello to you. Sorry you had to come in while we were talking about politics, but... I, I try not to give my opinion on this stuff, but I mean, it's quite funny to be fair. <laughs> But yeah, with that in mind, I'm going to let you guys get in your opinion while we play some more music. And, well, it's another one from Top Skater. And then after that, I this is one of the ones uh, one of the ones from Propeller Arena that is actually a licensed track, which we don't have anywhere on the playlist. But I found out that Rise Against is on the Propeller Arena soundtrack. And I really do quite like Rise Against. So we've got one from them. But before that... From Top Skater, this is Try to Conform.
Dreamcast 20th birthday is just around the corner, and here at Radio Sega we want to celebrate, but we can't without your input. There's just four things that we want to know. Your first experience with the console and your favourite memories, games and tracks. Visit radiose.ga forward slash Dreamcast20 to find out where you can submit your answers, and be sure to read the terms and conditions. Now get dreaming. an episode and want to catch up? Want to re-educate yourself on the topic of a previous show? Download our podcast from the Radio Sega Media section. Subscribe to us on iTunes or stream the show through Stitcher. Discord Call-In been a good while since we've had this one but uh finally oh, apparently good uh time management who knew 
I'm also very distracted because people keep messaging me again. But yes, that was a track from Propeller Arena, specifically from the band Rise Against, who I, I really quite like Rise Against. So when I found out they did Propeller Arena, brilliant stuff. That was my life inside your heart. And before that was myself with my reminder that you have just under or just over a week to submit your answers for uh, our Dreamcast 20 special show that'll be happening on the 27th of November so submit your answers at radioac.jf forward slash dreamcast 20 or just follow the rules over there is what I should mean to say because you can either submit it on that forum post or you can send it in an email if you if you prefer or you want to send over a voice answer for that from Top Skater that was once again Pennywise with Try to Conform it's a tune. And coming up now, we have the Discord calling. And yeah, there's there's no Jamie, but to be fair, I, I haven't I haven't been dragging on Jamie on purpose, so you can't say that I rely on Jamie because I don't I, I try not to bring him on the show. Bring back Rexy. That that's an interesting dynamic for a call in. Shall we bring back Rexy? Is is Rexy around to take a call? That that's a good question, but I like I like I like this thinking, Kefki. Shall shall we shall we attempt this? She's probably listening right now. This is this is this is really awkward and quite weird. Let's, let's try it anyway. Why not? <laughs> you, you just you just gotta risk some things. Is is it even ringing? Oh, I I don't know anymore. I I have no confidence in Discord. Uh, uh, yeah, that, that's all right. Well, hang on, your mic's balked. Uh, yeah, it's really, it's really ultra quiet. So <laughs> fix that quickly. If I mute, if I mute this, you can somewhat hear her, but uh, admittedly, not by much. So let's not, let's not do that. All right, okay, let's try again. Hopefully, this would sound. Oh boy. Yeah, yeah, that's that's much better. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Rexy. Yeah, it happens every time my microphone decides to disconnect. I have so much stuff on my desk; it's unbelievable. <sighs> that's that's the joys of having an untidy desk. Either way, welcome to the show. Is there anything you'd like to talk about today? Would you like to talk about the topic or just ramble about anything? Well, I should say I helped you out with some of the punk uh, selections for tonight. Not quite too sure if any of them got played. Well, I ended up getting eaten. I mean, uh, well, what? <laughs> They well, did, and considering you didn't know, I assume that you got sent that you didn't get sent the hate mail, which I requested people send you. So, <laughs> well done, people. Hate for mail! Not oh my god, me for the stars! <laughs> what a coincidence! Because I'm actually going to air a remix of that tonight, thanks to the artist Jukebox. And you, if you want to give hate mail to point it towards Jesse Pajamas, he's going to be a part of it. Oh no, <laughs> not Jesse Pajamas. No, yeah, I ended up asking him to work on tweets and stuff, the artist jukebox, and he actually picked some pretty dang cool picks, actually. Well, I didn't play Reach of the Stars in the end, but I did play some tracks which I thought people would have issues with. That's not punk, even though it was, but no one sent you hate mail for it, so that's a start. So, But anyway, thank you for picking some of the tracks tonight, much appreciated. Hey, no problem. The problem with punk, though, is that you either restricted to Sonic, Crazy Taxi, and as you said, Top Skater to him and Propellerina, but outside of those four same games, it's just difficult to try and find anything, really. 
That's true, yeah. I've been trying not to play music from Crazy Taxi 1, but it just sort of happened. So, yeah. <laughs> but aside, I'm trying to play some of the stuff which is slightly less known, which is Top Skater, because, hey, people like know of the soundtrack, but couldn't really name individual tracks, but I'm doing you, you that for the, the mass. You see, the worst thing is, um, while we did have a lot of genres being represented by chiptunes, and let me, let me give you a very good example, Comic Zone, that's like... Grunge Rock right there, and Howard Drossen did a fantastic job being able to, tra to translate the style of the genre to the entire soundtrack, that was just so cool. But I can't say the same for any kind of punk tunes that are also brought into a Sega game. I mean, uh, at least before the Dreamcast, Dreamcast era, I would think. I was about to say Saturn, but I'm not quite too sure about that either. <laughs> I, I think in general it's just one of those genres that Sega really doesn't get, so that's why like 90% of the music we have is either licensed or Sega bought in or brought in a band to do the music in the first place. It, well, like the case with Sonic 06 was. Sega are you really sure that Sega don't get it because um, Sonic Adventure 2? Oh, I, I would say there's plenty, but there's a little bit more of a, of a uh, pop punk um, element going on with uh, particularly the Sonic stages, I would end up saying. I know I mentioned like a couple of good examples when you were picking out tunes for the show. I mean, yeah, I guess in the sense of Sonic Adventure 2, but at the same time, with that game, like, it's one or two tracks are limited to that, and even then, that's, like, really the only Sonic soundtrack or major game that had in-house music that was punk, because I think the rest of it is either, like, outsourced or, as I said, they got, they got in a band who was already proficient in the genre to do a track for the game, like in the case of O6 or or just flat out licensing it in the case of the Crazy Taxi series, because I think the logic is, oh, Americans will like this music. We can't understand it because we're Japanese, but we'll put this music in because it's, it's loud and thrashy. So I think that's sort of how I think they feel about it, but maybe that's just me. Well, I actually uh, saw Jun Sanoi at, uh, well, I would say at Summit, Summit of Sonic do a few things, but also at MAGFest um, last year as well. And he actually mentioned a lot of his influences for running his works. He mentioned his favorite composition actually was Mission Street because it was heavily inspired by J-Rock. And if I know my Japanese um, culture pretty decently, and it's not always pretty decent, <laughs> um, I have a feeling that they would um, like to be a little bit more melodic rather than uh, uh, try out different type of uh, genres or like um, all the way out there. It's just, you know, they're a big kind of quirk, I would think. Yeah, I, I think that's completely understandable. But even even then, like, yeah, Jinsenoi said that one of his inspirations wasn't punk. It was just he happened to sort of make music that was along those lines, which is, I think it's a bit cheaty, but I, I don't know. I respect Jinsenoi, so I, I can't bash him too much, really. Yeah, I'm not quite sure if you mentioned T-Square or, goodness sake, what's the other big one? Cassiopeia? But it was like my memory's getting a bit hazy of that January. But yeah, if you've never been to a MAGFest before, go there, save up the money if you really have to, and just have a damn good time. You won't be able to see anything like that right here in Europe. It's just so crazy. Uh, I, I, I've been tempted, I, I will admit. So maybe some point in the future, many years from now. But many it's just years. getting there. <laughs> I mean, America... Yeah, I know how it feels. Uh, I know there's the, the there's not only the hotel, but the biggest thing that's going to take up your money is the flight. So 
Oof, that's always going to be the biggest one. It's going to be like the trip of a lifetime, I would think. Yeah, exactly. You don't need something like <laughs> You don't need something like that, though. I know we got the, the uh, Comic Cons, OMCM, whatever it is. But it just doesn't quite feel the same. Yeah, from what I've seen, it's definitely like two different things that just hey we have sort of similar subject matters but we're completely different conventions yeah yeah that's, um, that's that <laughs> uh, I, I would, I'll be happy to go back to the Manchester MCM next year though I mean it's just one of those where you could just go around the marketplace for about three hours and see what they got going on and then regret immediately oh, buying a bunch of weeb stuff yeah and see people in costumes or maybe even, I remember the last time I went there, which had been like a couple of years back, I had a cupcake that had um, that had the icing shape like a Lego brick on top, and that was just really neat to see. Okay, so I got an idea for a, uh, a subject here, considering you're much more proficient about this than me, so you can just ramble all you want. Spyro, okay. what's your thoughts? <laughs> Uh, I've actually uh, platinumed the first Spyro game, and what I've seen from uh, doing this is that the controls feel absolutely smooth throughout, and uh, definitely one of the more definite, I mean, I would say the definite way to actually uh, play the first game. Is that a lot of the improvements that got brought in from later elements in the series, like the camera choices, I mean, immediately within five minutes I had to switch to active camera, because that's how I've always played it. Um, really happy to see that get introduced. Skill points are also very fantastic. I know the trophies are like all additional skill points in a way as well. And uh, there's still a lot of things I'd end up keeping. Even, um, even uh, what's the term right there? Veterans um, on their feet throughout right there. Of course, there's no scaling difficulty like Spyro 3 ended up having or anything like that. But I mean, I, I ended up feeling Spyro 1 HD was absolutely fantastic to go through. Obviously, I did hear some horror stories that Spiral 3 didn't exactly turn out very well, but oh, I'll really? get to that hurdle when the time comes. I, I did not hear this horror story. Uh, any sort of deeper explanation about it, or just it's bad? Well, from what I saw in the credits, Toys for Bob got a lot of help, especially for Spyro 3, in which Sansabu Games handled most of the developments, if not all of it. I'm not, not, not quite too sure if it's most or all, but... I think it was but, yeah. old from what I saw. Well, uh, yeah, uh, so uh, I've, I've actually been floating around this file of the Dragon subreddit, and people have been uh, showing all the stupid glitches they found in 3, and maybe little bits of 2, but mostly because 2 was because of the super flame that you get at the end. And, uh, and uh, one person even ended up uh, not even getting the uh, egg from the box, and simply because they knocked out their opponent on the arena. So I'm getting the idea it's not necessarily being bug tested properly, unfortunately. I always dislike saying negative stuff about Sansara because they, they always seem so nice. Exactly! It's... I know they were on the Sega Lounge like many years back. Yeah, they're, they... they're, on, they're on twice because I've actually been listening to uh, the Sega Lounge quite a bit lately and I've listened to both the interviews and I'm like, he's such a nice guy and he's a huge Sega fan as well so I really don't want to bash him but... Some of his stuff really isn't up to par. I know it's obviously a team, but he's like the head of the team, so it makes it even more awkward. When it comes to Sonic Boom, they actually saved it in regards to gaming and the like. I know the games themselves actually seemed pretty much like an afterthought in comparison to the rest of the pillar, but what they managed to uh, do within a short space of time is very remarkable, and I'm happy to see that. So, uh, yeah, you managed to get my thoughts on that one right there. Um, 
Okay, so uh, I, uh, th this is pretty much the same thing right there. They had a very limited amount of time to actually push Spiral 3 out the door, and a lot of the assets were uh, originally actually already sorted out. So being able to uh, bring that into uh, w w what it is is actually no fault of Sanzaru. They had, they had um, uh, once I played Spiral 3, I would probably make judgments as to whether they um, actually did decent regarding the uh, limited time they had, or didn't exactly fall apart at all, but I actually felt a little bit disappointed that Toys for Bob asked for help when none of that was pretty much that kind of thing when Vicarious Visions handled Crash Insane. It's just crazy. Mm, uh, but then again, it's, it's Spyro 3, it's really difficult to make that game worse, which someone will kill me for, but I don't care because it's Spyro 3. Spyro 3 was pretty good. It's not my favourite in the trilogy, however, it does actually feel like a modern DLC or something like that. And given the pacing of the entire storyline, it's like prequel syndrome right there in that it's not exactly pieced out as properly as you would think. And that's one of the biggest flaws. But the but of course the scaling difficulty was very welcome in my book and is one that I actually enjoy going back to on the PS1 version. So yeah, I'll it's be ready when the thing comes around. It's just like all the all the extra playable characters like why it just doesn't seem fun at all. I just want to play Spyro even though I don't because I, I don't really enjoy the games too much but yeah I mean how much time uh, how much time was there between Spyro 3 and Sonic Adventure again was that like a year or maybe two years I don't even think it was Japan? that I think Spy was Spyro 3 1999 it's time for Type of Viper let's find this out Spyro 3 is 2000 hence the literal year of the dragon uh huh so, yeah, that there's two years between that and Sonic Adventure, technically, then. Yeah. Because Sonic Adventure was December 23rd, 1998. Well, and yeah, indeed. Um, I had this weird feeling that um, if it worked for Sega, it may work for others, but um, I don't think that seems to have actually come up quite as well, I would think. Well, I mean, the Sheila levels were fun because I jumped really high and uh, <laughs> get around to slam people like a kangaroo. That was really fun. Uh... Uh, Bentley, a bit difficult because it was just really slow and sluggish to use. Agent 9 took me some getting used to because gun controls. But hey, it did, it did pave the way for Ratchet and Clank. Actually, also found Sergeant Bird really fun because that's another one that can just go play around the air and involves a lot more patient playing, I would think. Mm, I, can't, I can't agree. <laughs> Can't be on Sergeant Bird. I've been I've been watching um uh, I was gonna say our very own, but he's not our very own anymore. I've been watching uh, Andy play Spyro Free and just oh, it just looks infuriating those sections. Is <laughs> that um, reignited? Uh, no, the original Spyro Free. Oh, the original. He's been trying to one hundred and whatever percent it. Oh like, my goodness, uh, one hundred um, and like sixty nine percent or whatever, whatever that game is. One hundred sixteen. One hundred seventeen. I think. Hmm. I, I really had no idea. Actually, I never really had any problems with Sergeant Bird when I was um, going through reruns. I mean, there's a lot of things to actually hunt for, and it does feel a little bit weird to walk on the ground. But I did like the whole flying thing of it. It was just really nice. <laughs> I'm sorry, we're gonna have to jump off. So, just looked at the time, and I've realised. Oh no, I'm I'm cutting into your own time by you talking are. to you. <laughs> I know you asked me to jump in the call, and that's very much appreciated. Someone else said you should do it, so uh, someone else requested that you should do it. So I was like, yeah, why not? It's it's not Jamie, so 
<laughs> I'm happy with this. But yeah, uh, thank you for coming on the show, Rexy. It's been great chatting to you, and I'm sure we'll be chatting again very soon. Uh, oh, I'm lovely. waking over the microphone. <laughs> uh, did a lot of people say something about double switch or something? Uh, again? Sorry, this is a joke. Yeah, did, uh, yeah. did Electric Boogaloo say something about double switch? Yeah, uh, it, was a, it was a joke about double, but whatever. <laughs> so, yeah. Double switch. Physical and PS4 yeah. ends. Uh, okay. Will I get it? No, but am I interested in box art? Yes. Oh, it's actually uh, uh, people are ordering it and it ends at um, in about. Uh, 11:59 p.m. yesterday, which is like 4:40. Uh, uh, I mean 4:59. That's like eight hours time. Oh yeah, limit limited run games have done some good stuff actually. But you know that's probably not a good time for right now because, like I said, I've got a show to start and you're kind of cutting into my time as well. <laughs> Let's leave it there then. So thank you so much yeah. for coming on the show, Rexy. Yeah. Any final Maybe words? Maybe the next topic of the topical thesis. Um, or something hmm. like that. <laughs> maybe maybe I shall. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thank you for coming on the show, Rexy. Alright, thank you very much, Viper. Good luck. Catch you later. And that was Rexy, and this has been the Discord call and now it's time for the Toppy Mix. Coming up first on the Toppy Mix, we have... This is a remix, but it's from a Sega game. It's a remix of a non-Sega track in a Sega game, so therefore, it's not a triple standard. It counts. And this is why you let Sega cover Nintendo music, because they make it better. Then after that, we have a punk-styled remix of a classic. You probably know what it is, because this remix is pretty famous around the community then after that I'm going to finally play some music from Deltrune like I've been saying I'm going to do for ages, all that and more in the top in mix let's get scratching the toppy mix
that ultra snazzy music can only mean one thing. That's the end of this week's edition of the Topical Resort. What you just heard there was from the first chapter of Deltarune. That was Rude Buster, and that was our non-Sega track of the week. Before that, from Sonic CD Temporal, Dura- Temporal Duality. That was Dusk's remix of Sonic Boom, the main theme of the US version. That was known as A World in Motion. That was our remix of the week. And before that, from Marin Sonic at the Rio 2016 Olympic Games. That was the second version of Slider from Super Mario 64. And that, that's a tune. That's why you should always let Sega cover Nintendo's music, because they just do it better. It, it's true. But yes, that is it. That is the end of this week's episode of the Topical Resort. And I'm sure you will know what's coming next. Well, all it is, it's, it's nothing special. It's, it's off-topic time. It's time to read those headlines. It's time to read that spam and all the usual wackiness that comes with those types of episodes. But I know what you're thinking. There's still two more Fridays left this month. Why are you, why are you doing off-topic next, next week? And uh, that, that's a good question. Uh, there's something coming up on the 30th, but I'm, I'm not ready to reveal it for you yet. So stay tuned. Keep your eyes on our Discord, on our Twitter, on our live shows. Because I will eventually tell you, young ones, what's coming up on the 30th. But just remember, that week as well, on the 27th, we have our special hashtag Dreamcast20 show. That'll be 7pm on the 27th on Tuesday. So, keep your eyes peeled for that one, because that is going to be an amazing show. But we are going to be revealing more details about that one a bit later on. But for now... Our next, our next show coming up is Sega Mix Drive with Rexy, Fridays at 9pm, playing you the best Sega remixes. If she hasn't already closed it, remember to vote at RadioSC.GFO slash SMDSummer and SMD... Uh, is SMD Awesome coming up next or have we already done that one? I don't remember. Either way, there's probably going to be a new poll coming up soon, so be sure to vote on that as well. After that, we have RSN Live of Voice, except I don't think it's on this week, but either way, that's normally on at 2am on Saturday mornings here in the UK. After that, we after that we have the Hidden Palace with our lovely... Uh, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to work myself out of the box here. We have, we have Skyblaze with the Hidden Palace. They will be covering something, I don't know what yet. I think it was off-topic. Yeah, I think they said they'd do it off-topic. So, Skyblaze will be back next week with an off-topic episode of The Hidden Palace. Not next week, on Saturday, tomorrow at 10pm. I believe it's at 10pm. They haven't said otherwise, so I think it's 10pm. So yes, coming up tomorrow as well, we actually do have something interesting happening, so keep your eyes peeled, specifically on the Radio Sega site, for that one. And uh, then coming up, we have Sweaty Sundays. Sweaty Sundays with Dr. Skonic and Nalbis. Uh, Sundays at 1pm now, that's changed to 1pm. Then Mondays, we are back to myself, and that will be a Radio Sega guest night. Coming up, I think I can reveal now, uh, we have currently revealed all the current guests that we have on uh, Radio Sega's guest nights. However... We will have a new episode of Sega Bits, hopefully an episode of the Dreamcast Junkyard, and I haven't decided what the third episode is yet, but either way, you can look forward to those first two next week on Radio Sega's Guest Night. And then we're, we're looping it back round to Hidden Palace at 10pm with Skyblaze, and they'll be covering something that I don't know about yet. Whatever, but yeah, keep your eyes peeled on the Radio Sega website tomorrow evening. I think it's evening, either way, keep your eyes peeled tomorrow on the Radio Sega website and be sure to listen in to the Hidden Palace with Skyblaze 
But, uh, yeah, so coming up next week, off topic, that's been it from me. I've been Green Vaporate. You all have been awesome. Thank you so much for listening. We're going to end this off with a track from Top Skater. And uh, this is the perfect people because, well, they all look the same. But I've been Green Vaporate. You all have been awesome. Thank you so much for listening. And, as always, stay topical. Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.